Ladies and gentlemen. What the shit? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. What and shit indeed. <laughs> Language. <laughs> there it is. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, no. Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have Loud noises! Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello, mom. Mom. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, 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 Oh, we're off to a good start. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantar Maju. And uh, it's been six weeks since you looked at me, Michael Lister. <laughs> it was a lockdown joke. And you are now experiencing a podcast called <laughs> Fred. Oh, yes, you are. Yes, experiencing it through the system of the right microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 <laughs> Listeners from last week, I am not underwater. <laughs> <laughs> there is no flooding in Bendigo. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> it has tried. It has definitely tried, yes. Very soon I'll be uh, getting some uh, animals two by two on, on my makeshift tinny. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's tinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Noah's arcade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yes. Thanks mm. for thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it very much. Uh, we do. We do. We do. We do. So let's get started. Fulia, what have you been watching in the last week? I've been watching a few things. Um, <laughs> watched a couple of movies. Watched a couple of shows. Um, only murders in the morning episode in the building. Sorry, in the morning. I don't know why morning came into mind. Only murders in the building. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> no, that's like the, a... that's the prequel, isn't it? <laughs> the yeah. prequel series. <laughs> it all takes place on uh, on one of those breakfast breakfast radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Murder in the Morning with your morning. with your host, Killer Jim, and String 'em Up. Uh, Cassandra. <laughs> wow. Uh, what's the body count, Freddie? Well. <laughs> and over to over to Suzanne in the chopper. What? Yeah, she's chopping up them bodies in a chopper. Chopper, chop, 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 chop. <laughs> anyway, fully go on. Sorry. It's okay. Uh Episode seven, which is the most recent episode of Only Murders in the Building, was amazing. Oh my goodness! N- practically no dialogue for the whole episode. Oh, they did a Buffy, except the end. Yes, except at the end, but it was 
there was only a little bit of dialogue, but for majority of this episode, it was in the perspective of a deaf person. Oh, that's cool. Holy crap. That was like a mind blowing episode. I absolutely loved it. It was so good. Um, I was intrigued from the start, from the start of the episode to the end. And I was just like, (laughs) okay, wow. There was just a lot of body language, a lot of lip reading, a lot of just movement. Um, but it was also really interesting because it's also... Because there's a deaf character in, in the show. And so we're sort of looking through his eyes and also hearing, which he can't. Like, but it's very... It's just muffled. It's just very muffly sound which was really intriguing. So I really enjoyed that episode. I really did. And a lot of things happen that just you realize what's going on. You find out, you know, who the murderer is, why it happened, blah, blah. And it's, oh my goodness. (laughs) So I'm very excited to find out more in the next, in the next few episodes. Um, I also decided to watch season three of Miracle Workers, Oregon Trail. (laughs) My goodness, Daniel Radcliffe, man, he is doing such a wonderful job in this show. All I know, all I know is this one scene where he's singing a song. Yeah. Basically in drag, and it pretty much, and and yes, just Us yes, chaps. <laughs> yes, my my if my teenage self could could have predicted it, she'd be very happy right now. <laughs> oh, he's supposed man. to be. He was. He's he's supposed to be playing a a, a priest right. in this season. Yeah, and he ended up taking. What was it? Snake oil, <laughs> which ended up becoming like some form of drug for him, where he was very high. <laughs> and oh my goodness, like it gave him very. It was kind of like he was on ecstasy or something, you know, because he was he was high. He was talking fast. He just he couldn't stop fidgeting and moving. He wanted to do things, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Um, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, man, my hat's off to you. You are awesome. So good in this, in this show. This particular season was very Western. So we're going sort of the Western trails and that sort of stuff. And it was really cool. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Also decided to watch The Witches. Hey, which version? Uh, the new one on Netflix. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It yeah. Didn't really it didn't really hit the same expectations as the previous one. Um Yeah. Like I wasn't scared in any way. Um it was Yeah, it very it very much made fun of the witches, essentially. It just wasn't um, 
Wasn't the best, to be honest. It, it could have been better. It honestly could have been better. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's fair. Yeah. And then one other thing that I will mention is that, we're pro- and we're going to be talking about it later, is watch, I watched Free Guy. I watched it twice this week. Oh, Ooh. wow. Um, once on my own for the first time, and then the second time in Discord, because apparently in North America, they don't actually have it yet. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it'll be on a different subscription service for them. Like, for us, it's on Disney+, Plus, but for them, it won't be. <laughs> it'll be on... maybe. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Um, so that because they hadn't gotten it yet, I thought, you know what? I'm going to treat you guys. Um, if you want, jump into the Discord and I'll stream it. And I streamed it for them and they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, so um, got to watch uh, Free Guy this week and we'll talk more about that later on because, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Catchphrase. I'm just going to leave it there. (laughs) 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 That's been my week of watchings. Michael, what have you been watching? Yes. You watch Free Guy for free. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, so um, what did I do this week? Yeah, I watched a couple of things. Um, uh, I, I started watching, well, uh, the um, it's a sin on Stan. Cause, oh, cool! Yeah, so I want to be watching that uh, for obvious reasons. Russell T Davis and seeing what's going on. Um, I watched the first episode uh, with my wife actually, and I, I I did warn her to say, "Hey, this, this is a bit gay," and she said, "Yeah, that's okay." And then <laughs> didn't stop her from going, "Ooh!" when. <laughs> when suggestive um, scenes decided to rock up, so that was fun. So, and uh, I, she liked it, so it's probably going to be one of them date nights we watch together, sort of thing. So that, that's going to be cool. Um, nice. Yeah. So starting to watch that. Um, obviously, uh, I'll be not watching It's a Sin with my daughter because she won't get it. <laughs> But we did uh, manage to watch another uh, Studio Ghibli movie. Yay! Yeah, we watched uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yay! And and she's all obsessed with witches now. <laughs> and funnily enough, she's obsessed with Halloween at the moment. Timely. Wow. It is the season. It is. It is the month. It is the season. It is the... It is the questionable um, holiday that Amer- Americans brought over to Australia. <laughs> Do we celebrate it? I don't know. But I'm going to. It's my house. I can decorate it if I want to. It's my Halloween party and I cry if I want to. Get scared if I want to. <laughs> Piss my pants if I want to. Um, yeah, so, because funny enough... Um, uh, one day she she decided she wanted to watch uh, Ghostbusters for some reason because uh, I got out all the DVDs, like all the G's and the PG's uh, DVDs and put, put them all in the front room because so, it's going to be a kid's basic play area and I'm thinking, well, they can't, uh, Zelda can actually uh, work, her 
work around um, on Disney Plus and all that. So she she can watch what she wants on there. But, you know, got a little one coming up and it's like, I want to watch this. And, yeah, so I, I made a little shelf and this is where all the DVDs are, including Ghostbusters um, for some reason. I, I've got a couple there that, that I question. It's like, yeah, maybe not, not ready for them. Like... Um, uh, probably Dark Crystal, maybe not. It's a bit scary, but who knows? She, she probably might like it. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Kiki's um delivery service. Uh, we s- started watching um Castle in the Sky, but I think we're like halfway through that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's basically it for me. Uh, haven't really watched much movies really uh just knocking off a couple of couple of things on my on my lists uh on um, my to watch list uh i did start i have start started watching uh squid game as hey. well yeah watched the first episode and oh that's very good it is very good <laughs> i'm not i'm not all the uh catching the hype sort sort of person but mm, they've got I, I think they've got a point it's it's really good, uh, and I'll be watching that as well. Uh, but the episodes are very long, so so I need, I'm gonna gradually watch uh, one by one. Uh, and yes, murder in the in the in the hotel. Uh, <laughs> murder in the building in the morning. Murder. Oh, only murders in the morning. Mur- in the bu- only oh in the morning. <laughs> only in the morning. Murders in the building. <laughs> only murders in the building. Jeez. Yeah. And I did watch that as well, and. Very well done. It, it they definitely <laughs> they definitely proved me wrong when I said last week that that uh it's getting all samey. Maybe do something different, and they did. <laughs> so throw it into the ether and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, like the secret. The secret is always good. It's full of shit, but it's you know. What about you, Kendall? Do do you speak shit and think about secrets and that? <laughs> um, yeah. What's your secret? <laughs> I can't tell anyone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, something that's not a secret is I'm watching the X Files at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I s- but the secret is is where you're up to. Yes, it is. It is. But I'm uh, not not greatly happy to reveal that I'm still in season two um, because I spent the week watching a bunch of different things. Uh, and yeah, so I just haven't had the time to finish it yet. Plus the season two is 25 episodes long, which is just insane for (laughs) 45 minute, uh, episodes. Yeah. It's a long season. So, but that's okay. I mean, literally only got a couple left, so I'll be up to season three next time we meet. Um, so I've been watching that and still again, loving it. I watched an episode today that had Tony Shalhoub in it. Um, which was cool. Monk himself. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, what else? Um, I mean, you know, I'm really enjoying the new season of American Horror Story at the moment. It's quite good. Um, and American Crime Story, um, which is focusing on the, um, Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton affair. And it's, uh, quite good. I didn't know too much about that because I remember being in primary school when that all happened and not really you know 
Not really just having any idea. Yeah, or straight over the noggin. Um, so it's really fascinating now. So I'm getting right into that. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, what else? There was something else specific I was going to mention. I mean, well, yeah, of course, Free Guy. Yes, finally watched Free Guy. Very happy about that. Looking forward to discussing that with you guys soon. Uh, and I also watched... Um, uh, I ended up watching that Britney versus Spears documentary because Kevin Smith talks so highly about it. Um, yes, on this, I watched, on this week's, I watched the episode. <laughs> yeah, and this week's Fat Man Beyond. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and there's a lot of, well, there's not a lot, but there's a few docos that have come up recently regarding her situation. Um, and yeah, this one, I was thinking of watching it, watching it, but he kind of sold it for me when I listened to the podcast, so... I was like, yeah, I'll give this a whirl. I don't really know too much about the ins and outs of the conservatorship she's been uh, suffering through for the last, you know, nearly 15 years. Um, but, um, but yeah, it just made me angry, you know, like the way the way her dad manipulated her, her life in the situation, took control of the whole thing, uh, claimed she was suffering dementia just so he could legally get away with it and... Meanwhile, she's she's making albums. She's going on tour. She's remembering dance moves, lyrics like, "This is not someone who has dementia." Um, and every time she appealed to try and get her own lawyer to, uh, you know, do something about this thing, the court just denied her. So the justice system also failed her numerous times. So it's just heartbreaking. But on the plus side, now, um, recently, the conservatorship has been suspended. Um, and her father removed so her trauma is coming to an end at least so that's big positive um but it was yeah it was really rough to watch you know especially because you know we're all the same age basically we grew up with Britney Spears being you know you know the biggest star on the planet for a number of years and watching her kind of downfall I really liked the way that the documentary actually was very respectful of the years where she was clearly suffering from mental health issues. Um, they didn't show any of the photos of her with the shaved head or with the umbrella or any like hidden, you know, none of that stuff. They didn't barely touched on it. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Cause like the two women who made this doco, one's a Britney super fan who's a filmmaker and the other is a Rolling Stone journalist who has a somewhat personal relationship with Britney. Um, so it was made by people who actually give a shit too. Which I thought was really nice. So if you're so interested, you're saying it's biased. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Okay, maybe if it, yeah, I don't know. It that's a good point. It's probably very biased in her favor, but from what they presented, it just looks they had all these court documents that attested to, you know, Britney suffering and all this bullshit. So it's, it yeah, it's biased, but. It's uh, yeah, yeah. They they have enough evidence to back up their biases. Um, I do say it so. in jest. Just no, bit. I know, I know. But like, do- good documentaries should always be unbiased, right? Um, there's always honestly. a there's always a slant. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, yeah. So, but no, I, yeah, it's it's good. And if you're interested at all in in what what you know she's been dealing with. And the ins and outs of this conservatorship and, you know, or if you're a fan of Britney, I highly recommend checking out Britney versus Spears on on Netflix. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah. So that's my weekly watchings. 
a bit of a broad spectrum going on. Um, but yeah, yeah, cool. Let's uh, let's now get into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. All right. Uh, it's nerdy news time. And speaking of legal issues, our top story this week uh, is the the announcement that uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney have settled uh, the the lawsuit um, that Scarlett brought against the company um, a couple of months ago. Now, uh, the details of the settlement have not been revealed; it's been kept private. Totally fine, understandable. It makes sense. But both parties, um, and it, you know, released statements. You know, Scarlett was like. I'm very proud of all the work I've done with Disney and I can't wait to work with them again. And Disney basically said the same about her. Um, so no idea what kind of compromise they came to, but it sounds like it was a very amicable one. So that's really nice to hear. Um, I thought it would be worth mentioning that Black Widow was, um, in terms of a pandemic box, off, box office draw, it actually did all right. Um, it made $379 million worldwide. So for a pandemic film, again, good numbers. Um, according to Disney, it also earned another $60 million through the Premier Access uh, option on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, yeah, so that's interesting. So, because, you know, Scarlett's issue, of course, is the Disney Plus situation regarding her payment and the box office numbers are still high, quite significantly higher, um, which is nice to see. Um, but yeah, um, I'm glad that they've worked it out and it seems to be, you know, everyone's on good terms, um, which is nice. Uh, Fulia, do you have any, have any thoughts or opinions about, about this goings on? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm glad that they managed to settle it without any other, you know, sort of kerfuffle, I suppose. Nothing um, too major came out of it. Um, we didn't hear, like, there wasn't any sort of, like, any arcing up or any you know scenes made in the public so i'm glad that they found a compromise um in terms of a whatever kind of deal it was um without going too far into it so yeah not much else to say about that no no that's fair that's fair mike similar thoughts yeah yeah Um, it's good that they settled like out of court which is probably benefit for both parties really because mm-hmm. um, there was way too much to lose, basically, on both sides. Either um, it would it would be a precedent for Disney to say, "Hey, if Scarlett Johansson uh, gets money from us because because we did did dirty with them, then all contracts after after that would be cha- changing." After that, like. Um, uh, agents can negotiate their their um their clients to say, hey, well, if you if it's going to be a theater release and a digital download, uh, then we want this, this, this because you did this for Scarlett Johansson. So, um, Disney was going to lose out of that, but also 
Scarlett Johansson would have lost like a, a good nest egg with Disney because Disney is a very high player when it comes to like um, TV and films. So so um, she would lose out, out of that, and she could only do like Christopher Nolan, only be only be with other other players. And well, being um, a Marvel film, it is a big draw card. And it's probably going. She was probably getting. It's probably um, being Black Widow is probably going to be her biggest thing, really. If we're if we're touching the like touching wood, basically saying yeah, it's going to be the bi- biggest thing that she's probably going to do, and unless she finds something else, like like trying to find something that that is big as um, uh, as uh, Black Widow is probably probably going to be a bit difficult but it's but we you don't know if like harrison ford is han solo and he's indiana jones so if if scarlett johansson finds something else that that'll be cool but to place place down bets if she's probably not going to have something as huge as black widow is probably a huge gamble so she would have lost out of that as well so it's good that they like settled our accord and say, "Hey, we're we're friends now." Well, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she can go off to do the um, uh, Tower of Terror uh, movie that she's in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Disney, of course. So. Yeah. Everybody grin. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody grin. Everybody grin. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Disney, um, we got some Star Wars news to talk about, uh, which is very exciting because we finally have a release date for the book of Boba Fett, uh, which is coming out just before the end of this year on the 29th of December. So a belated Christmas present for us. Happy New Year's, motherfuckers. And ha- yeah, a <laughs> good way to bring in uh, 2022. Which is nice. Um, this release date also confirms that there's going to be crossover between Hawkeye and uh, Book of Boba Fett airing. Because t- as it turns out, Hawkeye is going to be eight episodes. So uh, Hawkeye will be wrapping up uh, in January um, 2022. Um, and yeah, while well, Book of Boba Fett will be on. So Wednesdays and Fridays are going to be stacked. Um in January. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we also got a new poster, uh, which is just, you know, Boba in that, that classic, you know, shot that we saw him in uh, at the end of Mandalorian Season 2, sitting on the throne in Jabba's palace, um, looking all boss-like. Very exciting stuff. Um, no news on a trailer or anything just yet. I imagine we're going to get one pretty soon, though. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Within yeah, within the next couple of weeks or month, I'd say we'll probably have a trailer, a first look, if you will. And I guess this also confirms that yeah, I mean, Mandalorian season three is not definitely not happening until next year. Um, but I don't even know if they've filmed it yet because Pedro Pascal is actually working on Last of Us mm. right now, so they may not have even filmed. But but regardless, I'm excited for this series. Fulia, are you excited for this? I'm I'm kind of excited but also just 
a little yeah about it. Um, I suppose it's more more of the case of the fact that because we don't really know too much about the character of Boba Fett, um, or well, me personally, and um, but I am very curious to find out more of his history and just you know where he's going with this whole you know taking the throne in Jabba's in Jabba's palace. So um. I'm I'm curious to find out some more information about this. So a trailer would be really nice. <laughs> um, so you know, Disney, please, hello, <laughs> <laughs> please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> trailer, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, um, and the fact that it's coming out like pretty much a couple of days before uh, New Year's, yeah, New Year's Eve is is actually a pretty good timing. You know, it's like post Christmas. All of the Christmas stuff has happened, and all the films and the TV shows and whatnot. And now it's just sort of like it's it's a nice sort of transition into the new year. <laughs> yes. Something different. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I am looking forward to it. Yes. Great, 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 Michael. Hello. What are you? What do you? What do you reckon? Are you are you pretty pretty keen to check this out? Uh, pretty keen of where Bulba's story is going to end up and hopefully find out what happened. How did he get out of the star, star, Starlack pit? Starlack. That's a made-up word anyway. Um, yeah, very looking forward to this. And, you know, they right after Hawkeye, which is which is good because, you know, People gotta say, "Hey, finish this season, then go to the next season." You know, keep keep your keep your keep your um, Disney Plus account, please, 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 (laughs) please. I'm also also a bit annoyed. It's like, well, Stranger Things is going to come out on New Year's Day. It's competing with it. It's like, oh god. Stop it. I know you're competing buddies, but come on. Space it out a bit so we don't so we don't have to do anything on the on the holidays. <laughs> I got a new baby. I need to work out my own routine with two kids and and, and, and a wife that can't drive because she had a selective Caesar. Come on. I can't be just sitting on my ass watching T V all day. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Kendall? Are you looking forward to sitting on your butt looking looking at Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any Mandalorian uh, 2.2. 2.2. <laughs> Mandalorian adjacent. Yeah, two point five. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm very excited to to watch it, and I yeah, I too don't know too much about Boba Fett as a character. Um, really, because I haven't delved into, I never really delved into the um the legacy stuff, the expanded universe. That's not canon technically anymore. Um, so because I know there's stories about him. I'm pretty sure there's stories of him surviving the Sarlacc pit and that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, so maybe they'll slowly, reference that. Yeah, they're slowly taking bits and pieces from from the from the legends canon. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Really, really great. So yeah, and I just can't wait to see um, uh, Ming Na Wen as Fennec Shand again because she's just badass in live action this time. In live action again, I know. <laughs> so exciting, so exciting. All right, 
We got one more item in the news to discuss today. It's a light news week, but that's all right. Uh, we know we'll find a way to make this podcast two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> Stretch it. Stretch it. <laughs> Stretch it. Um, casting this week has been announced for the upcoming Wonka film. We've talked about this film uh, previously uh, because uh, Timothy Chalamet was cast as a young Willy Wonka. Um, and now we have the list of people joining him. There's a bunch of names I don't recognize, um, but there's a few in there I do that I'm super excited to see on this list. Starting with, of course, Rowan Atkinson, um, Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, Toad himself. Off. I was going to say fresh off bloody Super Mario. <laughs> it's a big week for him. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, we also have Olivia Coleman, uh, oh, Sally fuck. Hawkins, She's in everything. <laughs> uh, and Matt Lucas among the notable names um, on this extensive cast list. So if you want to check out the full list, please go and have a look. But I'm yeah, I'm stoked to see all these people in this movie. Um so curious as to who they're playing. I'm so curious as to what the story's going to be. I I know they've said it's a prequel, so I'm imagining it's it's you know William Wonka's beginning um, <laughs> of um, you know forging the chocolate factory, I suppose. And maybe we'll get to see him actually go and s- steal and enslave the Oompa Loompas. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, what but, are you talking yeah. about? It's not an allegory for for pygmy, pygmies. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but no, all pretty much every name I said, I'm like, I was trying to single out one particular name in this cast list that I'm most excited about, and I actually can't because they're kind of all equal to me, like just really great actors and very funny actors too. So I have a feeling that this movie is definitely going to be leaning more on comedy. I suppose, than drama, maybe. But then again, we all know that comedic actors do make brilliant dramatic actors. So, mm. And, and maybe- plus, Tim- Timothy Chalamet has never done a comedy. So. No. And maybe a musical as well. Just right. And yeah, could be, could be, could be musical, I think. I think they did, they did say it was going to be a musical, didn't they? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. I, I can't remember either. Um, yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Maybe Rowan Atkinson is playing a, a young un- uh, Uncle yeah. Arthur. Maybe. What, mm. What's his name? Un- Grandpa. Gra- Grandpa Joe. That's it. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll find out uh, next year. Um, I think that's when it's coming out. I don't think there's actually a release date yet. But if they're filming now, oh wait. No, there's a release date. There's a release date. Shh, Folia, that's my job. March 17, 2023. You heard it from my lips first. My lips only. <laughs> <laughs> only from my lips only. 2023. Put yeah. that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt, mate. My yeah. lips only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes I say weird shit. Folia, does this cast... Make you happy? Uh, it does. There's a lot of uh, very familiar names that I'm seeing, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to seeing this. I've, um, I think I've seen how many iterations have I seen? I've seen the Gene Wilder and the Johnny Depp versions. Yeah, I think of, that's um, pretty much. They're it. the only two, I'm assuming. Yeah. 
Well, there's yeah. a Tom and Jerry one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think I've seen that one. But um, yeah, so I've seen the two iterations of um, of the Willy Wonka film. Um, uh, the, it depends on how they go with this one. If it's pretty much going to be similar sort of vibes. Um, I am like I am looking forward to it. If it's gonna be if there's gonna be some good fun moments, um, it'll be interesting to see Timothy Chalamet in in the film. I don't think I've seen him in anything specifically recently, um, but Dune. you know, I haven't seen that. It hasn't come out yet. <laughs> but exactly. Dune, we're gonna be seeing Dune and talking about Dune. We're gonna about be seeing Dune. Dune. We're gonna be Dune. talking about Dune. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be good to see Olivia Coleman in something different Rowan Atkinson I haven't seen in a while so it'd be nice to see uh, him as well um, Jim Carter man from uh, Downton Abbey coming through as well oh cool um, Matt Lucas the last time I saw Matt Lucas in something was Doctor Who um, <laughs> in the sort of most recent seasons with the 12th Doctor I believe Um but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Michael, your Hello. thoughts? Very British. Yes. <laughs> I assume it's probably being filmed in Britain. You you're probably correct. I imagine. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um. Interested? Maybe not, but. Give me, give me more. You know, I'm on that Britney Spears train. Give me, give me more. Give me more. I need, I need a trailer. I need a trailer. I am, I'm on a chair. I'm a chair. Go do this. Go do this. King of the castle. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, cool cast. Don't know what they're going to play, but I've got theories. Yeah. You know, it will be interesting. Um, would be interesting if they got Grandpa Joe, Grand uh, Grandma Josephine, and all the other ones. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't know. It's interesting. Two thousand two thousand and twenty twenty three. Interesting. It's so. Sorry, I just realised how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try not to think about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2023, that's in the future. Yeah, like 2015 was in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually oh, I could go on a tangent, but I don't know. Um the Back to the Future musical is on the West End now. So, oh, cool! Yeah, so it's only it's only a matter of time before it reaches Australia, but it's probably going to be longer because we're still in lockdown. God damn it! Yeah, god damn it! I want to I want to audition as Doc Brown. <laughs> so, you would be so good. I so want to do that. Cause I, cause what? Once upon a time on Facebook, I, I did a. One of my profile pics was a young, a young Christopher Lloyd, and no one knew the difference. <laughs> that's Cause, amazing. Because you've seen in the, because uh, you've seen him in One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, 
I kind of look like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Marty! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be great if I, if I was playing that. I would do a lot of, like, Rick and Morty jokes as well. <laughs> I just burped for no apparent reason. Anyway, yeah. Willy Wonka. There we go. There's a nice tangent. Love the tangents. So when are we watching this, Kendall? Ha ha. In 2023. <laughs> there we go. And we're yeah. back to where we started. It's old. We're old. We're uh, we're middle-aged now. We're middle. We're not middle-aged. Don't say that. <laughs> go on. I plan to die before I'm 60. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. All right. Enough of that. Done. Right. No. No more. All no. right. Nerdy news. Done. <laughs> I'm pulling the pin. <laughs> Pulling the plug more like <laughs> on my dialysis machine because my kidneys nah. are packed up. <laughs> that was the nerdy news with some breakdowns at the end there. <laughs> um, it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. He had Oh, right. Trailer Park time. And kicking us off this week is our second trailer for the upcoming Disney film Encanto. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch this, to be honest. Um, but that's not to say it's bad. I just don't think it's... This movie's not made for me. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, there's nothing in it that's really... Draw like nothing in either of these trailers so far has made me go. I have to see this stand out. Um, but then again, take that with a grain of salt because as it's well publicized on the show, I don't really watch animated stuff. That was the other thing I forgot to mention. I finished Star Wars Visions. (laughs) 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 I literally watched the last episode about an hour and a half ago, and I completely forgot to mention it. Anyway, Uh, uh, the podcaster doesn't behave. Yeah, <laughs> where we just insert segments like anywhere. No surprise segment. Um, keep you on your anyway, toes. Keep you on your toes. I will say, however, that um, the animation is just gorgeous. You know, but that's standard from Disney at this point. Um, I just love the colors. It looks so lovely. Are we I still talking about Vision? We're talking. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about Encanto. Yeah, but it's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, it's colourful, it's beautiful, um, the world looks really nice. Um, but yeah, I just don't think there was enough in the story to grab me in this in this trailer. Um, I do love the fact that, you know, we have a main character who is, um, you know, everyone around her is magical, except for her. Um, she also wears glasses and has curly hair. Um so Not like, reminding you of anyone? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. When am I going to be representative in movies? When is a cisgendered white male going to be representative? You poor suppressed man. Um. <laughs> don't patronize me, woman. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. But yeah, like I love the yeah, I love the fact that the main character she's not your typical Disney princess type. 
you know, they're doing someone a bit different and, you know, she's got curves to her as well. Like she's not, she's a, I think she's a great representation of what the female can be. Um, and I think that's great. And then the fact that, you know, this entire family, you know, they're either Spanish or, or Mexican. Colombian. Colombian. Thank you. I'm like, which country was it? <laughs> Colombian. Beautiful Colombian family. Um, looking amazing up on the up on the screen. So yeah, there's a lot to love about it. I'm just not sold on the story. I just want to know more. I want to know why the house is deciding to, like, something about the house is like fighting against them or something. Something's wrong with their magic. And it's up to our main character to fix it. Um, I will mention the cast as well. There's some good names in the cast. We've got Diane Guerrero, Stephanie Beatriz, uh, John Leguizamo and Wilma Valderrama, if I can speak. Um, yeah, they're the top names and um, I th- they're, they're fantastic. So, yeah. So there's it's a mixed bag for me. Sorry. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I hope it's a good movie. I really do. Uh, Fulia. I know you're pretty keen for this one. Did you like this trailer? I did. I did. It gave me a little bit more insight into what the story is going to be about. Um, I love the fact that the house is alive with magic. Um, so you, so it helps you in, you know, doing things around the house itself and cleaning it and just, you know, just being in it. Um, Stephanie Beatrice actually plays the main character, Mirabelle. <laughs> which is really cool. I really like that. Um, and my best friend Marie said that the, uh, that apparently Mirabelle looks like the Colombian version of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. I will agree. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> More reason to watch it. <laughs> um, I do love the colors, as you said, Kendall. It's very bright and vibrant and just magical essentially (laughs) just it looks absolutely gorgeous um and i can't wait to learn more about the characters and just just be more more engrossed by the story i think um i i find like i think this is gonna be something that i'm going to enjoy it's because it's not your your general disney type film um but i know for a fact that there's going to be some aspect of family into this as well so it's got it's going to have something to do with the family even though the main character doesn't actually have the magic um but i reckon by the end of it she'll find her magic by the end of this story yeah yeah um yeah I'm I'm looking forward to watching this. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun. <laughs> nice, Mike. Hello. What you uh, think? Um, it does look interesting. Um, uh, the music is done by Lin Manuel Miranda, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a family viewing because <laughs> my wife's a big sucker for Lin Manuel Miranda. We. And, and and my little girl too. Like we we watch Moana like like constantly. So 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 that's so that will be a bit of fun. And in, his music is always good. And you know Hamilton. You know if you like beats and, and all that. So yeah. And I really like the story. It, it's it definitely is something that the, we we haven't seen for a long time. Of everyone around you is special in their in their sort of way. And you got to find that sort of spark. It's so it's sort of like soul in any fun like your your meaning, 
And um, I'm probably going to push back on you, Fulia. I think she doesn't find anything magical. It's going to be something a bit more nuanced than that, that uh, the way she goes through life is like she doesn't need to use magic and you can you, you can you can sort of see that with her family because their magic is slowly um um uh, going and yeah. and they're freaking the fuck out because they they rely too much on magic so uh i think there's going to be a little story behind that it's like you don't need to you don't need to rely so much on on your power what happens if what happens if if your lifeline like is deplenished and you you need to step on your own two feet so it's it's sort of that same story it's not like um it's not like uh like we see in like frozen and all, all that there where like the main character has uh, has has the quest to to um because it's their prophecy and it's it's a it's all this stuff is like everything behind you. What what happens if you have a character that's that doesn't have that? That you are you are a secondary character in 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 your own in your own like um destiny, basically. What what happens if you're not the main character of your own movie? And it's mm. probably something that a lot of people need to realise that. It's like it's like I don't want to get it get into too political sort of stuff but a lot of people think they're the main character in their story which probably not if we're being real realistic i'm that i always see myself as that, that stupid psychic that <laughs> everyone sort of tolerates i'm not the main character in my my own universe and i sort of i sort of understood that after i had children it's like well the whole world doesn't evolve around me i need to you know cater for my for my little ones because they're they're the future and blah 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 and all all that so i kind of see like that sort of story happening in in this movie and yeah i I might go watch it with with my family and and uh, i might shed a tear maybe i don't know i'm always a sucker for 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 tear jerkers but i don't know so when are we going to be watching this kendall as a family, well, because fa- you're my family, Fulia, you're Aww. my family. No, who needs magic when we got you? Sisters yeah. from another sisters doesn't work. Oh, you could know you could do something with that. Sisters from another Lister, <laughs> something like that. Encanto uh, will be in theaters on the twenty fifth of November. Woo! Woo! All right. Now, next trailer um, is for an upcoming Netflix film. And this one is called Passing. Um, Black and white movie um, set in the 20s. Um, And we have two fantastic actresses and Tessa Thompson and Ruth Negger um, who have been reunited after a period of time and and Tessa's character discovers that Ruth's character is passing as a white woman uh, even though she is of um, African descent Um, you know because I mean one of the reasons why uh, black people have also been called coloured people is because they come in all these different shades right um, and her skin is so light, um, so she can get away with that. 
um, and she's wearing a she's either dyed her hair blonde or she's wearing a blonde wig, um, and I I love the kind of conflict this is going to create for the story. Um, I think this is going to be a fascinating, if not probably very tough watch. I think in parts, um, I think it's a like it's a story. Oh, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of films in recent years that have dealt with films and TV shows that have dealt with, you know, racism, inherent racism head on. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen one that's kind of tackled this issue before because this stuff used to happen. You know, these as as a, you know, a survival decision, you know, these people have made decisions to be other than what they are in order to avoid persecution uh, you know, in order in order to avoid potential execution, even you know, from the way that they were treated. Um, so it's you can understand someone making a decision like that, but at the same time, could you make a decision like that? And so I feel like this movie is going to really explore the two sides, like these two women who are probably the same age, like what they're going through, and then the fact that she's married to a white man who's played by Alexander Skarsgård, and like tick in the s box for me (laughs) just from him alone really but no i think this story is going to be um very confronting but um yeah very well done and it's fascinating too because um it's written and directed by rebecca hall um the actress um and uh i found out that she's actually half uh african-american descent half english descent um but she can obviously pass as a white person because her skin is a lot lighter um, because of her heritage. Um, And so I love the fact that it's someone who has this life, not exact life experience, but has that kind of perspective on the story to be able to tell it in a certain way. And I think that's super important as well. And the choice to do it in black and white, I think, is... um, inspired Mm. so especially because i love the tagline like not everything's black and white like i just yeah there was just a lot to love about this trailer for me i thought it was wonderful um yeah i could go on and on but fulia i would really like to know what you thought of the trailer for passing um first of all i love the aesthetic of it being a black and white film yeah um it, it just it definitely reeks of 1920s like it's it looks it looked beautiful, um, and obviously the the way they did, they would have had to film this to get the right shades of you know gray and all that sort of stuff coming through for the film would be. I'd love to see the behind the scenes of the actual colors they used for it. Yeah, um, to actually portray it all because in black and when you do black and white films, you have to make sure you've got specific um, colors that are that you can actually see. Um, but then when you go and see it in color, but then when you see the whole thing in color, it looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they're trying to make that contrast work. Um, in terms of the story itself, I agree. It does feel like it's going to be a very confronting um, topic um, that's going, that's being discussed in this film. Um to be honest, I'm not sure where I sit with this um, because I may not be um, of African descent, but I am a, of Mediterranean descent. 
And I feel like, because if you, if you were to see my sister, she could pass off as being white and you will, you would not be able yeah, to tell. You could sure. not tell that she's Mediterranean at all because she's so fair skinned. Um, and the fact that she's got blonde hair. Um, so I feel like it's not just necessarily for African Americans. I feel like it's also for anyone of color who can pass off as white. Yeah, true. Good point. Um, good point. And I, I think, I think this is going to be really good. Um, a really good film in terms of trying to see where that balance is, I suppose. Um, and where, and where the story will end up. So I am, I am intrigued. I am very intrigued. Nice. Nice. Um, Michael, what did you think of this trailer? I think it's very good. Uh, I wasn't expecting like, um, anything from it cause I, I was confused about the title and, Basically, the thumbnail is like, what's this about? And obviously, it's it, it's white passing. And I thought, oh yeah, I I have heard about this this sort of dilemma that people may have, and it's yeah, as you say, it's like a defense mechanism, where where you, especially if you're setting it in the twenties, where it's where, whew, so talking about um a hot point issue of today's like political landscape of like like a like um critical race theory like going around and people like like losing their minds over it thinking it's a particular thing and not realizing it's basically studying history and how and how people of color had to deal with that particular his, history and how that how their generation sort of gets affected on that and i really Yes, I am really enjoying these sort of movies that are coming out to actually tackling these yeah. these issues like fa- face in face value and also also getting down to the nitty gritty, and yeah, um, it definitely reminds me. It, it's sort of not related to sort of uh, white white passing, but um, I instead I do listen to podcasts, but I also listen to Audible as well when I'm at work because um, I get bored at work like very easily, and I like to listen to stuff. And in a, in a book that recently came out um, uh, about John Safran and his tackle for uh, with um, like the tobacco industry and sort of thing, um, he talks about his previous book, which was about him go- going into um, uh, learning about the white supremacy sort of. Um, uh, reprisal and upheaval in in Australia and how and how he goes he he went to a protest and um and people know who John Safran is because he, he's sort of well known well known around circles and his political discourse and someone actually said to him is like we we don't need any, any other like white male like like talking points so you can like go home if you want it's like well I'm Jewish and they're white white supremacists just over there surely i'm like the first one to be strung up <laughs> so so it's sort sort of that that we're that um nowadays we're sort sort of got the color blindness as well well like it's like um i i have it i have it too like considering my my upbringing i i you're always comfortable with the pe- people that you know and pretty much the people that you know are the people who look like you. So it's something that we need to like like really focus on 
and we need to like introduce that to a younger younger generation like i mm. always i always expose my girl to to different sort of stuff not just like this is the white people the, the white people have been taking it the white people like main characters it's it's other other things do like i i I like her to like get introduced to different sort of aspects and different cultures and all that, and it's so, sort of it's it's sort of the um uh it the thing thing is uh, it 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 starts at home where you need to yeah make that sort of effort and yeah it's very easy to say as oh we don't need to bother with that but sometimes we we need to knuckle down and actually understand stand this shit or else yes history repeats itself and mm-hmm. we can sort of see that happening right now where people stupid people um are the loudest and we need to like either fight back or push back on that and yeah i like black and white mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so just to liven up the mood uh fully when you said said about um how they sort of set up the sort of color palette to purposely go into black and white. I always go back to um, um, the colorization set photos of the Adams family. Yeah, me too. Where everything is pink and yellow. Pink, yeah. <laughs> All these bright colors because you can't really have a dark and gloomy, <laughs> gloomy set considering it is the Adams family. But everything, <laughs> but if you put that into black and white, then everything is like. Like you can't see shit. <laughs> Everything's lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be interesting seeing like a making of of this and see seeing yeah. what proper colors there are. Like um, like uh, if we're going, if we are the ner- nerdiest um, podcast, we need to talk about WandaVision and how they tackle black and white. I mean, you know, Vision wasn't red; he was blue because uh, red doesn't really. Um, work in black and white, so he was mm. blue. He was he was one of the blue men group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So very true. When are we going to be watching this, Kendall? Well, we will be watching Passing on Netflix on the tenth of November. Remember. Remember. Okay. One more trailer to discuss today, and that is for another Netflix film, also coming out in November. Uh, This one is a Western called The Harder They Fall. Um, uh, This might be my favourite trailer of the week. I mean, this just looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like about, about this one. Um, because I mean, mostly for me, it's the cast that, that has me in, um, you know, I'm always about that cast and this one is stacked to the brim. You've got Idris Elba, um, Zazie Beetz, Regina King, Jonathan Majors, Lakeith Stanfield, um, and Delroy Lindo, just to name a few. I mean, hello. Yes. Take my money, Netflix. You already do, but seriously, just keep taking it. Um, yeah, I mean, look. That being said, I'm not a Western fan at all. I really don't like westerns. It's just for some reason they're not not a genre that I gravitate towards. Um, although, I mean, I have seen I've seen you know a couple of Tarantino's westerns. You know, I've seen him. You know, Django Unchained. I've seen The Hateful Eight, and they were fine, and I enjoyed them. Um, 
but you know, I haven't really visited the the old school westerns. You know, like your Clint Eastwood uh, ones, all the spaghetti westerns, and that were so popular in the sixties. Um, haven't really taken in any of them. But um, oh, I did enjoy the Magnificent Seven remake that they did a few years ago. Even though people were divided on it, I thought it was all right. Um, but this looks this looks super cool. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like you kind of, it seems to be. I guess it's Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors are, are enemies in this, and um, you know, one of them's out for revenge, and the other one's out of prison, and they're like, "Well, let's let's have a showdown." Um, yeah, it just looks it looks great. It looks well directed, well shot. Um, uh, you know, the stunts look great. I loved that visual of. Uh, Jonathan Major's character shooting that guy and then in midair it kind of like freeze frames as the bullet goes through him and the blood's coming out like it was just it was there's something kind of old school about that and I I thought that was a really really interesting choice um, visually very cool actually did make me think of Tarantino for a second mm-hmm. um, which was which was cool um, but yeah I mean I just kind of want to see Jonathan Major's in anything now because <laughs> um, he's just so good, but yeah, this whole cast is just and Regina King looks like she's been a, a queen as she generally is um, in this role here. So yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it, but I just thought this looks like a bunch of fun, um, and yeah, uh, I, there's so much to love about it. So I hope it's good. I'm definitely gonna check it out. I think uh, Fulia, what did you make of this one? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Go on. Um, The aesthetics of this particular film does look really cool. I do like the way, you know, the, the way that it looks in terms of its cinematography and all that sort of stuff. I'm not sure whether I'd be interested in watching it, to be honest. Um, the story doesn't really grab me in any way. Um, and like you, Kendall, I'm not a big fan of, of westerns. Um, especially ones like this, where it's very drama-filled. So, um, probably not for me. <laughs> cool. Alright. No, that's fair enough. Totally fair enough. Mike, uh, what did you think? Yeah, um, I'm not really into like uh, like Western sort of films, but this one does look a lot of fun. And yeah, it de- definitely gave me some Django Unchained vibes as well, which is not which is not a bad thing. I, I really like that movie, and and it is what it is. It's a spaghetti western, and if you if you're looking for that, then this would be the movie for it. I mean, got got a stellar cast i mean geez um i actually watched the there's actually two trailers and um i watched the one that came out like six months ago uh three months ago and oh, yeah uh, i i do find it a little bit hilarious that the one that uh recently ca- came out uh it it um it, it's it's a uh, implies heavily that jonathan majors is in this in this film because you know, <laughs> stuff happened within the three, three, three months. Yeah, he was in a in a certain TV show certain that TV was show? watched by a certain high amount of people and Emmy. 
An enemy nomination too. Yes. Yes. It's got Eldris and Mages. (laughs) I'm gonna have to watch this teaser trailer and see what you mean. (laughs) I didn't know because I watched the uh, the the old one first and I thought, okay, and then the other one is like, wait, Jonathan Mages in this? (laughs) Either I wasn't really paying attention or or he was just in it for a brief second. Wow. Okay, interesting. <laughs> does does it look like when you're comparing the two, does it look like they're advertising two different movies? No, it, it definitely has the same same vibe and okay. and sa- same things in it. Uh, I think it just focused m- mostly on the heroes in the first one, mm-hmm. and and yeah, because you know Adris Elba is is a big draw card in in mm. that show in in mm-hmm. in, in general. Because, you know, he's the next James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't really explain explain too more. Um, I might give this a go. Okay. Yeah. Nice. May, maybe after when Zelda goes to bed because she she's not ready for the blood and gore. <laughs> no, no, wait till she's eight years old and then you're good. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 that's the age. Yeah. And it's kind of good that she's um, being introduced to um, Bill Murray in in uh, Ghostbusters first. Yeah. Because uh, I constantly say that the first time I watched B- um, Bill Murray was in Stripes. Stripes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very different experience. Yeah, as a 10-year-old. Yeah, not great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a better parent than that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when are we going to be streaming this, Kendall? Yes, we'll be streaming this one, The Harder They Fall, on Netflix on the 3rd of November. So today? Uh, one month from today, yes, at the time of recording. Yes. Someone forgot what month it was. (laughs) Someone doesn't know that they're alive. Yeah. (laughs) Where am I? Where am I? Time is not a thing. Time is an illusion. Lunchtime doubly so. (laughs) Okay, that's that's enough from the trailer park. We're rolling on out. Um and now it's time for a not-so-quick quickie review. Quickie review. All right. Quickie review time. Uh, I haven't done one of these for a while, but um, I, th- I think this, this felt very appropriate um, because... We all had the pleasure of watching Free Guy this week because it dropped on Disney Plus. Wait, 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 wait! In Australia, we all watched it this week. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. It became avail. It became it became available for those of us in Melbourne who weren't able to go to a cinema and see it. Michael, <laughs> thank you for the clarification. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, things are still very muddy down here in Victoria. Um, but, but but sorry, but I did watch it with my with my wife, and she enjoyed it too. Oh, good! I'm glad she did. 
I'm glad she did. Um, when she wasn't on yes. her fucking phone. When she... <laughs> Typical semi. Um, yeah, so Free Guy, finally able to watch it. Disappointing that it's, you know, didn't get to see it on the big screen. Um, but I plan to once the cinemas do reopen in hopefully an, a month from now. But we'll find out about that later on. Um, but yeah, so great to finally see this. Um, it was worth the wait, honestly. It was it was so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew this movie was going to be good. Like it's like I said, I've been I've been following this film, you know, <laughs> since it was announced, really, because just the cast is just stunning. Um, again, I'm obsessed with casts, aren't I? Um, well, they are a big draw for a movie. They are a big draw for a movie, and you can't really go wrong when Ryan Reynolds is your lead. Um, and <laughs> especially when he's playing a character like this. I mean, as much as we love him playing Deadpool, for some reason I get a real kick out of him playing super wholesome people like I this. I agree. Wholesome and funny. <laughs> it's just great. Because um, <laughs> then it makes it all the more funny when the movie drops its one F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking morning, Goldie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was just great. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I, that I, was I, a I PG pre- fuck. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. They they get one. They get one. Um, but yeah, overall, I really really enjoyed this movie. There's so many great parts. Um, the action was super good. Um, the visual effects was, were awesome and on point. It was so weird seeing Taika Waititi as a bad guy, though. <laughs> I mean, he was great, um, but I definitely prefer him as a as a good guy um, for some reason. Um, but his character was an asshole, so he did a good job. <laughs> um, he did a good job. Uh, and I love the bond between... Um, Oh, I forget their names now. Millie and Keys, right? Is Keys yes. the name of the dude? Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed their bond and their relationship and the fact that they, you know, created this this AI, essentially, um, in this video game. So, yeah, that was really cool. So it kind of became a story not about just keeping, keeping Guy alive and keeping Free City alive is what we kind of thought when we were going in, but it turned out to be this whole other thing. Um, involving, you know, how the game w- was developed and, and how it was stolen out from under them. So that was that was really great. And then just, you know, my favourite part of the movie, Chris Evans. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> the one little cameo for like two seconds. That was the, that was the one spoiler I had. Oh, I had you spoiled. had that spoiled. I had that spoiled for me like a month ago and I was so annoyed. Um, but, um... But it didn't ruin it. Like I still, <laughs> mostly because in the moment, in context, it's even funnier than just the image of him <laughs> holding his phone and cracking the shits. Because you've got the fucking Avengers theme playing. <laughs> There's he's a lot old, of references in this film. He's holding the shield up, and it's just like, what the shit? And then you know, and then he reveals this Hulk fist, and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I died. I died. I ascended, and I died, and it was yeah. I was happy. Um, it was great, and then Channing Tatum too was was hilarious. He was awesome. Yeah. Putting his you know his magic mic moves into it. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I love the fact that he was the avatar of this like super dorky, uh, you know, dweeb streamer. Of a streamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was 
I'm like, who are you talking to? <laughs> um, that was that was great. And then yeah, I really loved um I really loved Jodie Comer as as Millie. Um as Molotov Co. Yeah. She was awesome. <laughs> I love her in it, everything she does. She's very talented. And um yeah, yeah. Their chemistry was really nice. Um yeah, they they fit fit together very well. Um yeah, I don't know what else I can say about it right now. So I'm just going to throw over to Fulia because I'd really like to know how she felt about Free Guy. Don't have a good day. Have a <laughs> great day. <laughs> <laughs> that I feel like that should be your like motto or something because that's the energy you give to the world. <laughs> I love this film so much. <laughs> Honestly, I can't get enough of it and i think it's gonna be my favorite film for a while um nice absolutely love the this is probably my favorite video game themed movie ever yeah yeah that's probably easy to say as well (laughs) and they've chucked in so many references into this film like holy crap it gave me very gta vibes this game this free city game very gta um just the fact that, you know, you he's, there's all these little quests and missions and the way they get things and, you know, the med pack, as soon as he touches it, he's all of a sudden he's, you know, he's better. Um, <laughs> um, the, 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 the different weapon references, like the portal gun, like, come on. I know. <laughs> they use cool. a portal gun in this, in this movie. It's so funny. Um, and the fact that he, you know, Guy is an NPC and all these NPCs just uh, just take it as if it's just another day, you know, another day in their world. It's, it's normal. It's fine. And you, you don't actually think about the, the actual perspective of the NPC when you're playing these games. You're just, you're, you're just there having fun, kicking ass. And then, <laughs> But, you know, the way that they've decided to sort of switch it around and make Guy the the AI that starts it all um, is just amazing. And Ryan Reynolds, my gosh, was the best cast, mm-hmm. of, like, casting for that mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. He did an absolute awesome job. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it was it was so much fun. Uh, especially for for a gamer who got most of those references, <laughs> and not only gaming references but other pop culture references as well, which yeah. is really awesome. Like the fact that they threw in Avengers and Star Wars into it, yeah. <laughs> and towards the end, I'm just like, yes, I was laughing so hard when I got to that point in the movie, and I was clapping, I was cheering. Oh my goodness, it was so good. And then dude happens. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> oh my gosh. Catchphrase. <laughs> oh my gosh. Friendly gesture. <laughs> I love the fact that they've put in a character into this that's half done. So he sounds so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, and I love how the developers are like, all right, we're gonna lose our jobs, but are you, you sure? Okay, let's let's let's, let's do this. Anyway. And I, and the fact that he has 
he has a blue shirt tattooed on one of his pecs. He's supposed. Um, he was supposed. He's supposed to be the the better the better version of guy in Free City yeah. Two. Yeah. But then they throw yeah. him into this one because Antoine, which is Taika Waititi's character, has had enough of this NPC and wants to get rid of Guy. <laughs> and Taika did, my goodness, like. You know what? I actually really enjoyed him as this jerk game developer, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I think he had so much fun with this. Um, and I love the fact that he has this, what, this, whatever this coat was that kind of felt matrixy, but it's not leather. It's like mixed up denim and like different sort of uh, material sort of patched together. It's sort of <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Kind of, yeah, yeah, true. When he first he walks in, of. he's got his hood on. Then. He's got the hood on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh my goodness! Like, you have no idea. Like, I'm not a game developer in any sense of the word, nor am I a coder. But the world that they kind of work in looks like fun, but at the same time, a really grueling and hard work. Um, especially if you have a boss like him. <laughs> uh, well, um, you could say what's been happening in Blizzard at the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And life imitated art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the PG Yikes. version. The PG version. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, Jodu Coma as Millie and, you know, Molotov Girl... She she was awesome. She kicked butt in the game when she yeah. was Molotov girl, and I love that. I mm-hmm. love the fact that she was she like the fact that she has so much gaming knowledge. She's got so much skill as well, and you know, telling guy thinking that he's another player. Go go get to a hundred, then we'll talk. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh, how do I do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Absolutely love it. You know what? Lil Ray Howry, I believe his name is, that played Buddy. Yeah. He was, oh, man, he was adorable. I loved him. (laughs) He made me cry. Aww. Aww. (laughs) As a a former security guard, guard, I I think he is a hero too. (laughs) Aww. Bless. It was really really fun. He was cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, I at the beginning of the of the the movie where they're trying to get um guy who you know the game developers are thinking that this is this player this hacker with an NPC skin, um Jerry Carey are playing keys and Utkarsh um oh my gosh Ambudkar I'm sorry if I butchered his name no that's like, okay but you mean Joe Carey right. Joe Keery, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Keys, Keys and Mauser. Mauser? Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, Mauser was funny too. Ma- Mauser and Keys, the way that they came into the game as a, oh, this, yeah. this cop <laughs> with this stripper mustache and um, Mauser in this bunny suit, this pink bunny suit that he <laughs> absolutely loves and apparently it's all that was hilarious when they were chasing the young guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and you could tell that they're really, you know, really good mates as well. They're like, they've been, they've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I, man, I could go on and on. Michael, Yo. take over. Okay. <laughs> well, going on for the buddy, the, um, the scene that sort of made me teary is when, when, um, he was actually talk, talking to Guy, uh, in his, um, uh, in his, uh, apartment, apartment about about how how to be real and and what yeah. is real it's like well it's like i don't need to know that i'm real because i'm talking to you and it's 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 sort of uh, i sort of love the philosophical um uh things that they're sort of tackling in this mo- movie as well it's like what is life and can life be precious even if it's a it's if it even if it's an algorithm that um two people actually created pretty much out of love so there's a lot lot of things behind that so i really enjoy, i, I did, did really enjoy this movie and i, I was going into it it's like oh this is just going to be one of the, one of them um fun stupid movies that you know, you're not going to think about too much but i actually generally really enjoyed this and yeah i got some of the jokes even though i'm not that much of a gamer but uh, <laughs> i did i did enjoy some of the aspects as well well that involves sort of that game gaming aspect in including all the cameos from different streamers uh, like real streamers and re- real like yeah. internet personalities as well i sort of got a kick out i was like oh yeah i know him i don't follow him but i know him and and also you, you there, there's other cameos uh in this as well and i might spoil them yeah. for you as well i i i was gonna bring them up but i had a feeling you'd beat me to the punch no, that's all right. We can, we can go through him. Yeah, well, because I don't know fully. I noticed him. Yeah, the I didn't know going in, and then I, I watched a little deep dive. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, okay. Yeah, I recognized. Well, I recognized one voice, um, and that was that was Tina Fey. Um, yeah, she she's the 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 mum who's vacuuming in the background. <laughs> Telling telling the lame the lame dude to go take out the rubbish or whatever. <laughs> um, but I was like, that sounds like Tina Fey. Why aren't they showing her face? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, of course. Then there's there's uh, three other big voice only cameos. Um, and um, Mike, why don't why don't you tell tell Fulia yep. who who they are? <laughs> uh, the character that Molotov actually gets the um, when we first see Molotov in that alleyway. Uh, yeah, uh, the guy who does the voice is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh my goodness, is that Hugh Jackman? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did not did not hear that. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> Until yeah. my second viewing, I thought, yeah, that's Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewatch that scene. <laughs> uh, what about the guy that teabags? <laughs> what? What? The one in the one in the shadow. You know, he's all blacked out. Oh, yeah. I think that's actually one of the other uh, other ones. Because there's a, there's a certain actor here listed as Silhouetted Gamer. I don't know if that's going to be that character. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's the one. Where he was talking about the fact that he teabags NPCs once they've killed them. Yeah, I can't remember that one. I can't, oh, well, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, if that's who I, who it, I think it is, then it's um, John Krasinski. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's good. Um, and then, Mike, there's one last big cameo. Who is uh, it? The one uh, that um, Guy accidentally shoots with his own shotgun and gets his glasses was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. He doesn't speak much. No, it's just a quick cameo. Yeah. <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds is very good at getting those sort of quick cameos. Yeah. If you've seen yeah. Deadpool 2. Yeah, very true. You know how many um, <laughs> sexiest men in their lives are in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I One? wonder if he did that on purpose. <laughs> well, you got Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> got Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. Uh, did Matt Damon get one? Did he Did he get Sexiest Man Alive? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I forgot he's in that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Hugh Jackman, of course. But I think that's just yeah. archive footage. So. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. True, true, true. Um, yeah. Well, Mike, what what are your thoughts of the on the film, like, as a whole? Like, you really, like, I mean, you were kind of getting into that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really did enjoy it. And it's... Yeah. And they're, they're talking about a sequel. Yeah, I know. I'm down for a sequel. 100% down for a sequel. <laughs> there is word that, um, you know, uh, there, there's word that uh, I don't particularly like this idea, but but um, Guy goes rogue and he becomes like one of them smart AIs and he goes out. Oh, no, we don't nah, want that one. No, I don't want that one. There's one that I, uh, that I thought of where, um, of course... It, it goes towards like sort of the um, political aspects with this film as well as like the uh, what is it um, experience over profit or profit over experience and and because you, you can see the Taika Waititi sort sort of go, uh, character is pushing towards this thing and it doesn't have to be good it just ha- has to be out there because of the name and it's very capitalist sort of society happening here and you can sort of see it with um dude as well um sure he's strong and but he's dumb as a bag of bricks he's not he's not he's half complete he's yeah he, he's coding's like misshapen and, and yeah he was just he was quickly made and it's like ah that'll do and no, no, I'm not, I'm not about that. But my idea for a sequel is the government wants AI. So Yeah, that's, yeah, that seems legit. Yeah. So to go, go for the, it's like, no guys, let him be. He's, he's in this, he's in this game and, and people are actually going in to experience sort of everything and they don't have to shoot up everything and, and, and and it's sort of the um, uh, what games are. They're sort of the most popular ones are the most um, most uh, uh, what's the word? Simple, wholesome, wholesome and simple, like like Minecraft or anything like that. Like like it's your experience with with a game and not necessarily the end goal of being the most richest, being the most powerful, and and all that. Uh, and it's like life. It's Buddhism basically. This whole this whole movie is about Buddhism. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. What else can mm. I say about it? Um yeah, buddy, he made me cry when he when he when he um Yeah, and I I really enjoyed um Buddy sort of rejecting it's like it's like um your friend 
surpassing you in in um, in enlightenment, and you're afraid of what's on the other side. And it's like, no, I'm I'm I like it here. It's simple. It's easy. I know what to do. Every time a robber comes in, I drop my gun and and go around and go around the go around the thing and. Yeah, and I and hopefully um, Buddy comes back in the in in the sequel because he does. Spoilers, of course. <laughs> he has to. I don't think I don't think we can have a guy without his buddy, could we, friend? I'm not your <laughs> guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. <laughs> not your buddy, guy. <laughs> well, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. That's that tracks. <laughs> it works. That- that definitely tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, well, I really hope we get a sequel, and if if so, I hope we can bring every actor back in some capacity, and uh, and if it's, you know, it's got the same team behind it. I mean, you know, Sean Levy directed this, and, you know, he's, he's pretty prolific in the industry and most known for Stranger Things, Yeah, I think. He's doing um, um, Deadpool three, isn't he? Uh, is he? I don't know if that's been announced yet. I don't know. I think uh, I think he was working with Ryan Reynolds again, or maybe maybe it was the sequel. Maybe sequel to yeah. uh, Free Guy. Yeah, may, yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, he also did the Night at the Museum uh, films. Oh yeah, yeah. It sort of yeah, had that same yeah. aesthetic as well. Yeah, I can yeah, sort of see yeah, that, yeah, that kind of family fun, mm. yeah, going on. Um, but yeah, um, and I did want to just quickly mention that um, I enjoyed the um, cameo from the late Alex Trebek. True, like as well, one of his last sort of things. Yeah, basically. yeah, he was yeah he was battling cancer at the time they filmed it. Yeah, um, yeah, so very sad. Another um, another prolific uh, canut. Yes, yes, yes. Hugely, hugely famous uh, Canadian um, is definitely missed. But it was nice to have, you know, I love these parts of movies where, like, they're in, so entrenched in the real world that they have to get, like, real life, you know, things from our reality and put them in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. something like Jeopardy is pretty cool. So. Like, some people think it's tacky, but I kind of like I kind of like that. I in, love um, I think it was one of the... No, I think it was the first Kick Ass, where where it had like the string of um, uh, of uh, late night hosts. Actually, mm. no, I'm thinking of somebody else. I think that was Family Guy, but but in Kick Ass, it had uh, Craig Ferguson doing like his um, it, one of his monologues, and talk, and talking about Kick Ass as well, and, and it just mm. looked like one one of those, <laughs> just and then just one of those like late night. Uh, late night, uh, late night TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's kind of how I feel when I watch um, Contact, one of my favorite movies. They actually have Jay Leno in a scene. Like they do this like montage of all these like news anchors and pop culture people talking about you know life from other planets contacting us. Yeah. Um, and they actually have Jay Leno in the background doing an opening monologue, making jokes about <laughs> <laughs> about the aliens being Cubs fans, yeah. which I thought was funny. Um, yeah. And, anyway, and, and sorry, yeah, and Ghostbusters on. do the same thing. Yes, they do with Casey Kasem and, uh, and Larry King and a few others. Larry King, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, good shit. All right. Um, I think that's it for Free Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for the yeah, sequel. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Bring on the sequel. It took long enough to actually get get this one out. It was slowly turning yeah. into New Mutants, but a much better payoff. <laughs> much better payoff. I still haven't watched that, and that's been free on Disney Plus for months now. <laughs> what does that tell you? Ah, <laughs> uh, I I will watch it one day. Yeah, I just I need to be in the mood. Yeah. Well, when when X Men gets into the MCU, I reckon. <laughs> Just do a yeah. binge. They'll pr- they'll probably find a way to make it relevant. Yeah. So Maybe. so you're probably going to have to wait until um, uh, multiverse of madness. At least. Because there is word that I don't know if I should spoil it or not. Oh, go ahead. It's fine. It's it's only conjecture at this yeah, point. Yeah. So there there is talk that uh, Wanda may be battling someone in the X Men universe. Oh. oh yes. Exciting. Could be Deadpool. Wouldn't that be random? Just Deadpool randomly rocked up. Yeah. In fucking multiverse of madness. If they do a Deadpool like TV show, I, I, I've said this before, but if they do like a Deadpool um, TV show where he just rocks up in different, different like movies and that. Yeah, Not necessarily. Like a what if, yeah, it's like a what if, what if series crossed with Deadpool, mm. and it's just like every you know they do six episodes on Disney Plus, and it's like, what if Deadpool was in Avengers: Infinity War, or what if Deadpool was Star in Star Wars, Thor, Thor Ragnarok? Oh yeah, or well, you could Muppets. even put him in Star Wars if you want. Yeah, why not? Let's let's cross promote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I think we're done. Yes. Also. Spoilers for free guy. Uh, whoops. Should have said that up top. That's okay. Uh, it's been free um, for a while, so too bad. Go check it out, people. It's it's awesome. We couldn't recommend it more, really. It's it's such a good time. Such a good time. Alright, speaking of good times that are slightly depressing, it's time what? for the moment. The, the moment. The segment. The Doctor Who. <laughs> The section. The section. The the segments. The parts. The parts. The place in the show. Oh, I thought the, you were talking about w- uh, about oranges. <laughs> Popcorn culture. Woo-hoo. So you're not talking about oranges. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no. Segments. No. That's- Soda. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's PumpCon culture time. Thank you, Fulia, for announcing that. <laughs> I, loved, I loved it. Nice. I loved it. Nice. All right. So uh, this is the penultimate episode of What If Season 1. We are here to discuss today episode 8, which is called uh, What If Ultron 1. Uh, kind of picking up off from where we left last week, sort of. Um, you know, we had that big reveal of Ultron, or sorry, as Mike appropriately <laughs> named him, Vol- Voltron. Voltron. <laughs> uh, Voltron. <laughs> well, apparently a lot of people have been say- saying uh, um, uh, Voltron Vision and just saying okay. it both. Oh, saying Ultron Vision, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that too. I haven't say I haven't seen anyone else call him Voltron, and I'm so surprised. Yeah, you know, it's only you it's were only to a me. winner. It's only you, but you're onto something. 
Um, but yes, we saw him rock up last week and shock the Watcher into just kind of what the hell's going on because he is a uh, he's basically a living, walking Infinity Gauntlet at this point, um, and that was confusing. So this week we got to find out it was a bit of a cross between you know past and the present in this kind of multiversal timeline going on. Um, and I really, really loved this episode. I really, really did. I thought it was awesome. Uh, my jaw was on the floor for most of it. Um, especially that sequence where he just goes from one planet to the next and just starts independence daying the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty f- spectacular um, and shocking to see. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought it was great. I like, there's just so much to really like about this story that they told about this episode, the way they did it. Uh, the animation is probably the best it's been from the entire series so far, I think. Um, especially because I don't know if you guys have seen my thumbnail for my non-scripted ramblings, but I picked my favorite shot from this episode which is that big wide shot of when Hawkeye's going down, you mm. know, with his arrow open and the army's coming up. Oh, Mwah. Jeff's kiss. Going out like a bar. Such. Oh, my God. That was... I cried. I'm not uh, even kidding. Endgame 2.0? Literally. <laughs> and Fucking endgame parallels. And you cried Why? for Hawkeye? Yes, it was emotional. With his mohawk? Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just stellar. Like, you know, talk about upping the stakes. And then that battle between the Watcher and Ultron was just uh yeah. Just stunning. And it was shocking. nice to actually see the Watcher be more involved. Oh, that was cool, hey. Yeah. yeah. It was slowly yeah, building up like, to that. Yeah, they were. They have been the entire time in the background, kind of building up this reveal of him actually stepping into the story himself, I suppose. Um, and I really love that. I love how this show started off as being like we we thought it was going to be these one off stories, you know, alternate universes of of our, what what the heroes are doing, what the villains are doing, you know, and that's cool enough on its own. But the fact that it's turned into this. You know, we still have these one-off episodes, but they're all connected. And we have a narrator who has stopped being a narrator and is now kind of the main character mm. in this story. And I think that's fucking awesome. Like, it's so well-written. I mean, it hasn't been consistently well-written, I think, because I don't know if we've talk- kind of talked about it. Like, it doesn't always stick the landing every episode. But in terms of the overall story that they're trying to tell, it's nailing it. And this episode was kind of the the best one out of just kind of just bringing that through line story to the forefront um, and really starting to pay things off. Um, I thought it was sick. I, yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, but yeah, before we get too much, too far into it, Fulia, I really want to know um, how you felt about this episode. Did you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I was very shocked. <laughs> a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> and also very like angry at Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why? 
No. It's kind of like uh, the age of Ultron. <laughs> I know, right? Instead of like <laughs> the weekend of Ultron. <laughs> Weekend of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, anyway, go on. <laughs> um, like I said before, it was nice to see the Watcher actually be part of the story rather than just narrating it. Um, and the little bit at the, at the beginning where, you know, Natasha and Clint were um, looking through those boxes of files um, trying to find what they were looking for and the fact that he was like it's right there yeah <laughs> it's <I> right know. <laughs> there <laughs> and the fact that he's just sort of contemplating whether he should intervene to show them but then you know then you get the you know natasha finally actually finding it uh and he was relieved <laughs> <laughs> that i like that was a really good scene um the my gosh, like I'm kind of looking at the images on INDB. The image of Ultron biting into the universe, oh, into this galaxy, galaxy, and, yeah, and I'm just like, wow, that there is just you can. That's where you see how powerful he has become. Yeah, Galactus vibes. Yeah, a little bit. Eater Yeesh. of worlds. <laughs> Destroyer and eater of <laughs> It was nuts. Just an entree. Oh. <laughs> Wait until next episode. Yeah. Um it was it's just a very dark episode, I think. But yeah. Just over it overall became just very dark um because of how much power he had. The fact that he could punch through different universes. Um, during that battle sequence with the Watcher, and I'm just like, they they're going between one universe to the next to the next, and the fact that also Ultron, you know, also saying that the Watcher has all of this power in his hand, and he's just doing nothing but watching. Yeah, he's a peeping and- Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Ultron even said he's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like overall, it was very dark, but it, it I did enjoy it. Nice, 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 Michael. I'm dying to know your thoughts. Uh, I I did enjoy this one. Um, you know, considering it's not voiced by um, uh, David Spader, but James James Spader. Yeah, I was thinking data. Damn. <laughs> no, that's that's that's. Did you say da- Data is in from Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. That's Brent Spiner. <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> Old white Americans all look the same to me. <laughs> yeah, so it's not re- so it's not voiced by Don Rickles. Um, <laughs> almost threw threw me out of it, but but you know I I'm just there for the story, and unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, I I, re- I really enjoyed this and how how it's just escalating and escalating and to till we realise it's like oh crap no hope in hell until the mm. until the ending and basically killing off everything and everyone 
Uh, especially Thanos. <laughs> you know what? That moment, as soon as he just, with his laser cuts him in half, I'm like, really? That's all it freaking took? <laughs> yeah, Blew apparently. my mind. He had five Infinity Stones and Ultron did that with one. Why didn't Vision do the same thing? Because uh, he got attacked by the by his mm. kids. You know, when he got stabbed in the back and he couldn't phase properly. Yeah, he was pretty weakened, I suppose. Yeah. And he... Oh, well, I don't know if there's a difference in power to, to like, Vision being Vision and Ultron being in Vision. I don't know. Probably not in power, but in... Um, uh, method or... Yeah, method, and totally in method. Yeah, yeah true. he just kills and then asks questions later, where Vision is the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it did feel... Yeah, you're right, Fulia. It was a little bit like, okay, I guess that's convenient for the plot. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> we had to find a way for, for him to get, Ultron to get all the stones. Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, and have it make sense. Because I was speculating that of how, how does he get the stones without... Mm. Doing the legwork, and obviously the <laughs> the writers they're very clever, but slacking at the same time. Mm. Where they go, oh, there we go, no more plot holes. <laughs> um, yeah, does that? So I'm guessing we're kind of taking then that um, in this universe, Thanos gets the stones sooner. Yes. Yeah, because it's technically supposed to be set like 2015, 2016, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I suppose because of what Ultron was doing, everyone was preoccupied, and yeah. So he got all the stones, basically. All the all the Earth ones last, basically. Yeah, because he would have rocked up and been like, "Oh, I'll take this time stone off Doctor Strange's corpse," uh, <laughs> or you know, maybe the ancient one still had it by that point. Yeah. And then like, yeah, you know. I mean, good thing he went to Asgard before it got blown up. Another Um, Loki death. Cool. Hey, no. (laughs) Yeah, no, wait. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh, no. That's right. We got another Tony Stark death in this episode, too. (laughs) Well, he's just. Well, people have been speculating that that is probably a a nexus. Not nexus point. Were they? An absolute point? Absolute point in time is Tony Tony Stark dying. Yeah, yeah that makes he sense. He has to die in every in every universe. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And yeah. so, so Thanos, being Thanos, he thought, well, I've got all the other stones, and I just need the just need the one. So he's just got the one. So he thought he got the upper yeah. hand, and obviously not. No, yeah, I think he just got caught off guard. To be yeah. honest, I don't think he was he was expecting it, that to happen like that. Because he was yeah. taking off his armor because he's fucking you know I'm I'm Thanos I'm crash hot I don't need my armor because I got all the stones <laughs> and then <laughs> your overconfidence is your weakness. <laughs> Basically, your faith in your friends is yours. There you go, Star Wars reference. Yay! <laughs> I was gonna say the other line, but I couldn't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> You got yeah, it. Yeah, there's Star Wars references and there's Indiana Jones references. I know. <laughs> oh. Raiders of the Lost Ark for the win. Yeah. The Death Star plans are not in the main computer. 
what else? Yeah, it's just um, everything was was all set up and to knock down, and then we thought he was going to rest on his laurels, and then the watcher couldn't just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, he who said that? <laughs> you. There's yeah. a lot more to destroy. <laughs> yeah, I have a point on that um, that I missed when I watched it and gained by watching a recap video where they basically pointed out that because um, at the end of last week we have that scene of the Watcher going, wait, what? And then Ultron rocking up with drones and stones right drones and stones hey eh? <laughs> um <laughs> you know and the watcher is surprised to see him but like we don't see you know the watcher first in- seems to first in this episode he first encounters ultron like you know like he's watching him do his thing and then ultron comes into the watcher's void if you will um that sounded dirtier than i meant <laughs> it um and um and uh, yeah, and and then you know that's how he that's when he discovers there's a like a multiverse as you just said other universes for him to bring peace to or whatever. Yeah. Um. So there seems to be a conflicting situation here, or is is this a nitpick that doesn't really matter? Uh no. Um. It can be both. Like I, I can sort of see it as. The end of the Thor episode is the start of the next episode ne- next week. No. But I'm thinking because uh, if we're th- thinking of uh, the Watcher is in this sort of uh, mirror u- mirror universe of like where the yeah. Citadel-, Citadel is, of where Kang the Conqueror is, so... Time, oh, yeah. time is sort of irrelevant, and uh, time is going the same, uh, going at the same time as everything else. He's sort of in this pocket universe and looking in, because he, and it's probably the first time he saw saw like um, Ultron, and he sort of oh, what's this? Something new? I'll watch this next week, and he see, sees the. Um, what what happened at the start of Ultron? I was like, oh, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, and and then he sort of was like, okay, then he's going to stop now, and then he and it was his fault. So we're we're sort of following the Watcher's timeline, yeah, but not necessarily the timeline of each each and every universe because every every episode sort of st- stops and starts in any in. Not not in linear, but in every every other sort of timeline that's happening. Like um, mm. like the first one starts in obviously the forties, ends in the in in two thousand twelve, two thousand twelve, yeah, and the and the um, T'Challa episode with Star Lord starts in the in the eighties and ends and. He's sort of like looking into different different times and that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's I... all wibbly wobbly timey wimey bullshit. 
you know, Doctor Who. I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, that makes sense. But um, I don't, yeah, I don't it's know. Confu- it doesn't it's very w- confusing. Doesn't, yeah, either, it, either I need one of the writers on the show to explain it to me or I'm just going to see it as a plot hole. <laughs> um, but a plot hole that doesn't really matter yeah. too much. I just thought it was an interesting observation um, to make. Yeah. But yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I say it as, um, I don't know. It probably can be um, talked away. There's probably an explanation, but, you know, you, you sort of make your own conclusions. Like um, the, the Soul Stone. Um, like someone said in this episode, uh, Thanos, I don't think Thanos actually goes to the planet to get the Soul Stone because Gamora is still alive in this episode where when when um Voltron goes to goes to um that planet that the Guardians were at at the start of Guardians uh, two. The sovereign. Yeah, the sovereign. And Gamora's there. So Yeah, that's a good point. I missed that. Um, so that I missed that one. So that's another plot video. point. Another plot hole. <laughs> yeah. Well that means maybe in this universe Nebula meant more to to Thanos than Gamora. Mm. So could be reversed. What if? What if? Well, it doesn't matter. Gamora's dead now. Yeah. So. yeah. And everyone else. Everybody everybody else. Wasn't that just, like, not to go back to that really, but, like, that was just very shocking. Like, to just see him one by one go to these places we know and love and see him just kind of wipe them out of existence yeah. in this universe. Like, that was, especially Asgard for me, that was hard to watch. Not just because I... In the back of my mind, you know, but like, you know, just it's my favorite place. So. I, and Sakar. <laughs> and Sakar, the poor Grandmaster. I know. Yeah. And, I mean, I shouldn't say poor Grandmaster is a villain, I guess. And Korg. And yeah. Korg. I know. Yeah, that was, that was, that was who's gonna Who's going to start the revolution now? Oh. Right in the field. But it was nice um, to see, it, it was nice to see Ego blow up. <laughs> Yeah, that was with good. a shock look. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in your face. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, it was also pretty intense when, um, like, even Captain Marvel couldn't stop him. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Pushed then him that... all the way into the planet's core. Yeah. And still couldn't, still couldn't defeat him. Still couldn't stop him. Yeah. And yeah, and then that caused all these other planets to blow up and yeah. oh my god yeah. yeah it was it was intense mm. it was intense yeah. and thanos wanted to split the universe in two but in return he got split in two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfectly balanced yeah and perfectly balancing should be. left and right yeah that was yeah. I was still great. don't understand Ultron's mission to make the universe peaceful well, by destroying all of these planets. It's it's um, an old, um, a very old uh, science fiction trope of like basic AI of the the best way to have peace is to. Have no one 
to commit conflict, and that is to yeah. get rid of everyone. Mm-hmm. Genocide. Basically, but Wonderful. robots yeah. don't it's think kinda, that Yeah, it's kind of like the similar vein to Thanos' logic behind, you know, wiping out half of existence, but, because then that, that way, at least, people will survive. Yeah. You know? But it's it's just that it's just that suspension of 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 um morality, yeah. you know. Because he is a because he is a robot. Yeah. And uh, Vision does, uh, and Voltron has, has uh, yeah. Vision, <laughs> Vision has the morality than than and Voltron doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. the yin and the yang. And then the yin out, out, outdoes the yang. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, I just wanted to quickly touch on, even though you mentioned it already, Mike, but um, I too, of course, was very disappointed that it wasn't James Spader. Who's that? Um, because if it had... Oh, Don been... Rickles. Yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah, Don Rickles. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Don Rickles. Um because if it had been, it would have been so much more chilling, I think, um, to have the exact same voice. However, I would like to point out that the actor that they got to voice Ultron was Ross Marquand, mm-hmm. who uh, is known currently in the MCU for being Red Skull. Um, and I found out today that apparently uh, Ross Marquand is exceptional at impressions. Um, and I'm going to send you guys a couple of videos of him doing celebrity impressions. They're from a few years ago, but for some reason, I don't know why they never crossed my radar because I love celebrity impressions so much. Um, but he's, he's so good. He is so good. So you can see why they would, if they've already got him on their books, like why not try and get him to do his best Ultron impression? And sometimes I think he nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like in cer- in certain parts he nailed it, but then in other parts it didn't exactly work. And and um, but that's that's fine. Like uh, for me in this episode, it was honestly a nitpick because the story was just so good. It, it, yeah, I, I didn't have to worry about the fact that it was you know the only returning cast member was Jeremy Renner. Like it didn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. like when I say it, it's it was um um. Uh, a negative for me uh, isn't because he's he's bad at it, of course. No, not it, at all. It's because I've got a real <laughs> a keen ear to to things, and it it's always uncanny valley when I when I know it's it's not the real person. So, yeah, same. So, so it's like yeah, like I can t- I can tell the difference between um, uh, uh, Mark Hamill's Joker and a. Another guy who do, does the same voice, but it it's eerily similar. Similar, but I can I can tell the difference. Yeah, I wish I could turn my brain off and so I can enjoy it. But and yeah. uh, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you on that. I will say though, I think Ross Marquand's Red Skull is pretty dead on. Yeah, um, yeah, I think interchangeable with Hugo Weaving in that aspect in terms of the yeah. voice. Um, but yeah. And apparently he's going yeah. to do the sequel to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> That's a sidebar. Yeah, bar. he's going to do the voice for Hugo Weaving because he doesn't want to do it. I'm a liar. Okay. 
you're a liar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I fell for your ruse and then realized what you meant. You, I, because I for half a second I thought, wait, 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 Hugo Weaving signed on to do a Priscilla sequel that I didn't know. No, about. there's going to no, be no, one, and he make, doesn't want to do it. And you, 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 you would make it. Yeah, I got. Don't worry, I got the joke yeah. eventually. Sorry. Yes. Our American uh, listeners, um, Hugo Weaving is an Australian actor and he he's also done Australian films as well of probably Australian films that you've never seen. Yes, but you should see. Yeah. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes. A, best, um, uh, a good representation of the trans issues even in the 90s, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um... I I also wanted to touch on the the fight between the Watcher and 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 Ultron a, a tiny bit only because I really really liked the the line where like there's a part where like they're they're having some banter and um and Ultron is just like you know you you know you you can't un, you know like I can't I can't remember what it was now it's gone but anyway. <laughs> the watcher in response says you you cannot compute the power of my will and i just i just thought that was a really cool like badass line because he says that and then he goes like full watcher super saiyan sort of <laughs> um which i thought was i thought was really cool um and then like the other cool part about their fight was the fact that you know, when he was punching him into different universes, there was one where Steve Rogers was being sworn in as the president, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I have too much else to say about this one. I think we've kind of covered it all. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? Doctor Strange at the end. Here we go. We hadn't gotten to the end. Yeah. We hadn't gotten to the <laughs> end. But yes. wait a minute, Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't credited at the start, but he was at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and I get why they did that because it's like, oh, look out! But then it's like, well, no, this is a multiverse show. You can put him in the credits, and we won't know what the fuck context it's going to be. I thought that was stupid, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, pointless, pointless, pointless. Um, but regardless. Yeah, that was that was a lovely final scene to to end the show on. I love the fact that that's strange. Is just like I want to hear you say it, <laughs> <laughs> meaning the watcher asking for his help. Yeah, and I just love the way the watcher kind of like, you know, he when he narrates, he kind of has this very um, grandiose kind of very high hoity-toity way of doing it you know of of speaking but then like he has these moments of like where he just loses this facade that he has and he's like oh what the you know he's, he said what the hell you know he's like I can't believe I'm about to say this but I need your help mm-hmm. like sort of thing like it's just you know he has these there's like the watcher and then there's the watcher who's just a guy um that kind of just talks I yeah yeah, I, I like I like that. Um, <laughs> He's just a guy. That and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I, that's good because I was wondering, I was wondering how Doctor Strange was going to get out because I knew he'd get out of there of his world. So it's it's um yeah, it's nice to see that this is it. And I'm guessing it's probably just because you know the Watcher's like, oh, here's this other dude that could also see me. I'm going to get him to help because he's not really doing anything else. Um, you know, so yeah, I thought that was um was very good. A deal with the devil. 
Mm. Sure, you get rid of yeah. uh, Voltron, but will he go back to his crystallized prison? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, that'll be interesting to see next mm. week. Um, season two. Yeah, full. <laughs> season two. <laughs> Folia, what did you think of um, this this ending to the episode? Um, I found it to be, you know, kind of kind of quirky, a little bit of fun, just being, you know, Doctor Strange being himself and just being like, you need my help, don't you? Like being so smug and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I need you to say it. Tell me you need my help. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just sort of curious as to how much help he could be, to be honest. Um, and he's the he's the uh, he's the Doctor Strange that we came across in the What If episode, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Supreme yeah. Uh, Doctor Supreme Strange or Doctor okay. Doctor Strange Supreme. Yeah, yeah Doctor Strange uh, Supreme. with the lock. Okay. With, with the lot. Yeah. Supreme <laughs> pizza <laughs> with the lot. And anchovies and olives. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that little bit. Now I'm curious to know how much help he can be. Uh, so I guess we'll find out in the next episode, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Mm. Mike, what do you reckon of the, the ending of the episode? Really like it. And I can't wait for... Multiverse Avengers Assemble! <laughs> yeah. So we got Captain Carter, we got Star Lord Kachala. Who else? Um, Hank. Uh, well, we'll go. We'll have Black Widow because mm-hmm. you know she's she's badass with her shield and um yeah I've seen bits of her in um this trailer. With with them, so and go. We'll see. We'll see Ant Man, the head of Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, people from the the, the zombie universe. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I gonna say? Frost giant Loki. Frost giant. Oh, please. Frost giant Loki and please. Loki uh, and Loki for uh, that took over planet Earth. Maybe. Oh, please. <laughs> Mo- Multiple Lurkies. Multiple Charlas. Um, Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not there, I'm boycotting. <laughs> <laughs> They'll sneak him in like they did in the uh, endgame portal scene. Yeah. I mean, he's in the same universe as Thor, so basically everyone was there. Yeah. So. Yeah, true. Yeah. There'll be a Captain Marvel yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Killmonger? Uh, Killmonger uh, Black Panther? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'm just so curious as to how they're going to be all, you know, how do they decide who to round up and how do they just happen to be the characters that we've already been exposed to? Mm. That's interesting how? to me. Yeah. Yeah, like how do they go, all right, we need this person, this person, this person, just because they were in previous episodes. Has uh, Have you two seen um, Space Jam, The New Legacy? The new the yeah. new one? No. I was going to make a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. What they get is is a whiteboard and, <laughs> and they write down all the ones. Like LeBron James said, 
We want uh, Iron Giants. We need Batman and Superman. <laughs> and they and he ended up with the Looney Tunes. Ah. Yeah, so. Seems legit. Yeah. It's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm still going to watch. Yeah, me too. I mean, it is a bit of fun, so but I can't believe you've made me want to watch the first one instead. But having yeah, said yeah, that, I can't wait for Avengers Multiverse Assemble. Yeah, bring it yeah, on. Yeah. Bring it on. Um, yeah. Shall we end it there? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Done. That's our uh, discussion of um, What If Episode 8, What If Ultron 1. Uh, pretty awesome episode. Setting up a pretty epic finale by the looks of it. So... Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that one this week. And then there's no more what if. Done. Voltron versus zombies. Voltron. Zombie Voltron. Yeah. I think they're going to throw in a couple of zombies in there as well. Yeah. Horde. Yeah, they probably yeah. will. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Nice. Zombie Thanos. There you go. True. Because he's got... Um, the gauntlet. He's got all the stones. So, yeah. And he can't die. So you can't split him, him in half. Then, yeah, you prob- you yeah could, but then but two of them will be jumping as a. The- but you, you've, you've, you've damaged the brain, though. Like- I don't think that's the same rules. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It's probably completely different rules. And then they can run and jump and, and, and pile on top of each other to climb over walls, you know, World War Z and that stupid fucking film. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's Popcorn Culture. We're done. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before we wrap up the show, as always, got some things to plug. I have my non-scripted ramblings. Um, you want to hear me deep dive on What If? Check that out on YouTube right now. Um, and then also, please do yourself a favor and check out um, the Fred Watch Lockdown Specials. Uh, the latest episode this week, Wayne and I discussed an Ozploitation film from the 80s called Run Chrissy Run. Um, so go check that out if you are interested in our thoughts on that. I'm interested. Um, it was a shame that you actually started with that one with Ozploitation. Because it's not really Ozploitation. Uh, it? It's Spoilers. not one of the best ones to represent. No. No, no, no. But it was a film that neither Wayne or I had actually seen. Oh, okay. Um, and I and Wayne did say if uh to me I don't know if he mentioned it on the podcast, but he did say that uh yeah because it was my first exploitation film. He's seen others, hmm. but he's like if I don't know, and this was going to be your introduction to the genre, I would have chosen better. <laughs> yeah, like Stone. <laughs> and I'm or like something. it's yeah, I'm like it's okay. Barry so we're, McKenzie. We're planning to. We're planning to eventually revisit the genre down the, down the line, but um, but we still had a good time with this one, as much of a good time as we could yes. have. So yes, yeah. So go check it out if you want to know our, all of our thoughts. Mm. Um, please, um, Fulia, you have something to spruik, don't you? Yes, the monthly at Winifred's is now out. You can go Woo! and listen to that on all your on all your uh, audio platforms. Uh, we discussed the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
<laughs> yeah, and we had a blast. We had so much fun. It was yeah. such a, it was such a good discussion, and yeah, mm-hmm. just revisiting and reminiscing on episodes and um, and moments and scenes and all that sort of stuff. And it was just it was a ball of fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. If you're a Brooklyn Nine Nine fan, you should check it out. Definitely go um, check it out. Yeah, if you like to listen to us, I would recommend it because we're laughing half of the time. Yep. So, so that's that's always fun. But yeah, yeah. Go check it out. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's Mm. done. Wrapped show. And And that that was a podcast podcast called called Fred. Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmajer. And I've been the watcher of this universe watching you sleep. I'm Michael Lister. (laughs) (laughs) And And you you just just experienced a podcast podcast called Fred. Fred. Yeah. Remember to eat beef. Freddy lives, Loki dies, and Voltron is hungry. (laughs) Hungry for galaxies. Mm. Big chomper. Chomper, chomper, chomper. Chomper, chomper, chomper. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch Freddy. Catch Catch Freddy. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health. Yes. (laughs) Yes, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And free guys are a good way to do that. Yeah, and Disney Plus. Go check it out. For free. Free, for free. I'm I'm free. (laughs) Well, it's not really it's not really for free because you need a It's included with your subscription. Yes. Yeah, so it's not free. But it's freer than it would be for a film called Free Guy. (laughs) Is that false? Is it false advertising? (laughs) By saying it's for free? I don't know. So you need a subscription. It's, it's like, <laughs> buy this toy, but batteries not included. Yeah. Ah, you motherfuckers. That's what Premiere Access feels like. Yeah. <laughs> batteries not included. Batteries not included. Thanks for listening, everyone. We love you, Disney. And... And... Scene. Batteries for life.